We back. Welcome to another episode of the, the your favorite soccer slash football podcast. At this point, it's another episode of the Highline Podcast, and it's not one you're used to. It's a Christmas special, like I promised. You know, I told you guys I always keep my word. As usual, by the voice you can tell, it's me, Faye, the voice of reason, the voice of truth. I speak the truth, only the truth, and nothing but the truth. You're never going to stop hearing that from me. And, you know, like I said, it's a Christmas special. Beside me, I don't have Emeka or Chaps or Neto or Uduak. I have the man, the myth, the legend. The reason I am suffering as an Arsenal fan today, my dad. Welcome to the show, dad. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? It's good to be on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for making our time for us. You know, like I said, he's the reason I support Arsenal. So, Definitely, you had an interest in football growing up. So, did you ever play football? Like, actually play football while growing up? Yeah. Um, while growing up, yes. Um, of course, for every um, young lad out there in Nigeria, you play some home home soccer, you know, in groups. But um, one particular incident that comes really to mind is um, when I was in my secondary school. Yeah, I remember very well. I think it was in Form 3 or Form 4, I can't um, be particular. And then, we're, I mean, after school, we play football. Every day is always after school football. And you can remember all in our white, white and our sandals. And then after school, you go in your sandals. And then we play football. And then before I knew what was happening, my Veracudio, that's the name of the sandals, was stolen. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to tell my mom? And... My friend said, what's your problem? There's so many issues here. Take somebody else on. <laughs> I know that below. I was advised and I took somebody which was also a very good deal, by the way. So, yes, football has always been something in me. Football has always been something I liked so much. Okay, wow. That says a lot. He has never told us that story, so you guys got a Christmas special from him. Yeah, and, yeah um, a bonus. So, you did play football while growing up, although not professionally, so... Like I said, you're an Arsenal fan, so were you always interested in the Premier League? Did anything spoil you to support Arsenal? Did you consider supporting any other teams before supporting Arsenal? Yeah, Arsenal. You know, Arsenal wasn't, if you were um, a lad like myself growing up in the 70s and 80s in Nigeria, you will know that um, the teams you always support are the stationary stores, the IICC and the Rangers <laughs> of this world. That's Nigerian so, Football League, guys. Yeah, Nigerian Football League. Those were the names them. Those were the in thing. And, you know, you always be at the, either the National Stadium or watching from your black and white locker TV at home. So over the years, I now got to hear about this guy called Kanuma called playing for Arsenal. And I was wondering, who is this Arsenal? Because... Like I said, we didn't know any football league, then other than the Nigerian Football League. And then all of a sudden, we're seeing a Nigerian guy. Yeah, I used to hear of um, the likes of Stephen Kesh, who was playing in Belgium then. But the Belgium League wasn't also as interesting as, you know, what, what you know, people... Ex- uh, yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, Arsenal came up. I love what Kanye was doing for Arsenal. I love the team as a whole. And then it was like a drug. 
<laughs> you got stuck on me. Same for every single. And that was it. That was it. And then there was nothing else for me except the Premier League, which I believe is still the best league in the world so far. And then, of course, Arsenal. Hmm. As at then, they were the best. But right now, I think I'll leave that towards <laughs> the end of the show to give my comment on it. But yeah. yes, Arsenal for life, Gunner for life. So, like, majority of the people growing up in Nigeria, Kanu drew you towards supporting. Arsenal Football Club? Well, I don't know about others, but for me, yes. And maybe one or two friends I spoke with. But later, when Kanu left, I think we all just loved everything about Arsenal. We all love the um, um, the tiki-taka uh, style of football they do. And, you know, it was um, so mesmerizing to, to watch. Did you consider supporting any other team like Chelsea, Man United? Ah, never, never. <laughs> Never. There was no point in time. Even when they were down, 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 I hated Chelsea. I called them <laughs> shell shit. I hated them. Mind you, I called them the small devil. And then Liverpool, of course, they just started coming up. And then the Tottenham of this were oh, forget them. So for me, it's Arsenal all the so way. So it's always been Arsenal. It's always been Arsenal. And um, if at all I decide to uh, go with any other team, it's probably um, the Real Madrid in the La Liga. Oh, okay. La Liga is my second favorite league. And, um, of course, Real Madrid. And I always take Arsenal for them any day, any time. So when you first started supporting Arsenal, obviously, Arsene Wenger had just come into the job. Mm -hmm. They were a big team, but they were building towards this sort of dynasty because... Like, Arsenal signed Kanu in 99, and they had just won the Premier League in 98. So, they were a really good team by the time he came in. So, what were your first thoughts on Arsene Wenger and the team he was building at the time? As of that time, was like, who the hell is this professor coming in to take over the team? Are you sure he's not going to bring us down the drain? Uh, but, you know, after watching what he had to do and then... Watching the likes of Anelka, watching the likes of um, Hey Thierry, watching the head of Pires, it was it was magic. It was people playing football. I mean, watching you know this uh, uh, computer game stuff, but it's real. Yeah. It was, you're seeing it life happening. They, that's why they were untouchables. They were they were the best in the world. And uh, if I'm right, nobody has beaten that record in the, in, in, in the Premier, Premier League. Yeah. No one. So they're still outstanding by the record. That's why I said, forget the fact that they're going down the deep. But until I see someone match that record, the likes of Man City, now Liverpool, they're still playing. I watched them recently and I still tell myself, these guys are beatable. From they're, they're beatable. The, the Arsenal you supported while you were younger, not the current Arsenal. Not the, I'm saying even the Man City of this world, the Liverpool of this world now, the Chelsea of this world, you watch them play and you tell yourself they are beatable. Their defense is shambolic. <laughs> um, so, I know you said Kanu drew you to watch or to become an Arsenal fan and you've been an Arsenal fan for about 20, 21, 22 years Absolutely. Right now. But obviously, like you said, Kanu left. Actually, before that... Were you an Arsenal fan by the time Kanu scored that hat trick against Chelsea? Oh, memory period. I was, and I could remember it very well. <laughs> How it all started the hat trick. I think it was the, the, no, the third goal that was something yeah. else. That third goal, I can never forget. It's like there. It's always a memory blur for me. And I really, 
I really love that. But having said that, at that time, it was no more about Kano. It was about Arsenal itself. Okay. It was so, about Arsenal. So aside Kano, obviously that drew you to become an Arsenal fan, who would you say was the player that kept you in Arsenal? Was he just one player or the team itself? Ah, Thierry Henry. Oh, Every single person. Thierry, oh my God. That guy is like an icing on the cake. It's like um, a, a hot knife driving through border, you know? <laughs> it's, it's something else. It's something else. He, he, if you never love football and you watch Henry play, you will know that, yes, oh my God, Facts. I got to love football. Facts. Yeah. Facts. So that's it. Okay. He was one guy that did the magic. And then, of course, the other teams were very good. I mean, members of the team were very good. Perez. Vieira, Vieira, Lundberg, um, Beckham, and then the, um, Ashnai, um, the Ashavins of this world. Yeah, but that was later on. That was much later on, yeah. but the Ashavins of this world, the Fabregas of this world, they made Arsenal look so interesting. Yeah. Um, so how did he feel at the time? Because right now, like, I introduce myself to people, I'm like, oh, I'm an Arsenal fan, and they start laughing. So how did he feel at the time, like... You were able to walk around the way Man City and Liverpool fans walk around this day. Like, you know, you were able to raise your shoulder like, yes, I'm an Arsenal fan. How, how, how did it feel? I want to know as an Arsenal fan suffering. Then right now. or now? Back then. Back then, of course, everybody wants to beat an Arsenal, uh, the Arsenal team. And the Arsenal guy, we're, 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 we're loud. Oh. We have the voice. We have the control. We had the swag. Yeah. We had everything going. We had one of the um, largest supporters club back in Nigeria then and still now. So all those noisy, pokey neighbors that we had, <laughs> they were just copying what we're doing. They're just copying what we're doing. Arsenal was always ahead. Mine's ahead. I don't know what they're saying right now. But even right now, I'll be upfront with you. You're an Arsenal fan. Fine. You get disappointed. Fine. You know? But... Look at all those shell sheets, man use and the Tottenham. They get disappointed. They want to break ahead. They want to drown themselves. They don't know how to manage disappointment. But that, that's now. That's not a good thing that we don't <laughs> have to manage disappointment. <laughs> well, you see, that's the reality. We all want to win every time. Look at the game that they played recently. I never expected Tottenham to play such a game with Liverpool. I never did. But it was it was one game I felt I was like, okay. Um, Liverpool will win so that Tottenham will not come up. But at the time, I had to give it to Tottenham. That's that. why I'm saying that all these people are not invisible. But in those days when Arsenal was playing, Arsenal was invisible. Yeah. That's um, the difference. So, obviously, since you started supporting Arsenal in 1999 because of Kanu, your first Premier League trophy was in 2002 yeah. against Manchester United Yeah. in Old Trafford. In Old Trafford. Talk to me about that. How, how uh, was that? You said it yourself. Everybody saw Old Trafford as um, the Lions then. But we went there and we conquered them, we dismantled them. Well we broke toward. them to pieces. We even tore the Lion to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> so for us, it was like, phew, you got, I mean, those days, Old, um, old Trafford, who, you can't come in there. You're playing against 12 people, 11 and the referee. <laughs> yeah. That was then in Old Trafford then. But now going in there, I mean, uh, it was awesome. It was one victory that you will never forget. You understand? And um, that's why I said, those were football. I mean, those were good football then. Not now. And obviously, you have 
what everybody talks about the invincible season talk to me at the start of the season uh, did you think you know when it was 10 games 12 games 15 games 18 games did you think hang on a minute we might actually do this we might actually go through the whole season unbeaten or you were just thinking win the league that's all i care about listen that particular season it was like okay Q Sera, whatever it will be, let's just go ahead. Because we were having some draws, some wins, and it was like, okay. It never, nobody was gunning for the invisible. Mm-hmm. But I think it was usually after the Christmas season, you're like, hey, come think of it. We've not lost the game. We anyone. haven't lost the game, yeah. And it was not like, this could be real. And then, you know, just like, I, I, I'm going to give you something now. Watch out. Yes, we're losing right now in this year's Premier League. <laughs> but the trick is going to happen. The inevitable is going to happen. And Arsenal will shock a lot of people. Okay. You guys heard it here first. It's a prophecy. He's a dickhead, so he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, so, it, I want to, how did you feel going into every game? You look in the tunnel. You had Thierry Henry. You had Dennis Beckham. You had Freddie Youngberg. You had Patrick Vieira. You had Saul Campbell. You had Jens Lehmann. You had Ashley Cole. Every it seemed like you went into every single game feeling like there's no way in hell we're going to lose this game. Absolutely, those were the days where you you want to watch the football match. You get your popcorn. You get your drink. You put your leg on the sofa and you're watching and you're happy and you're smiling. These days, you don't do that. Yep. These days, your Tension. heart is in your mouth. Yep. You're biting your fingers. Yep. You're like screaming, shaking, kicking an invisible chair <laughs> and speaking to yourselves. You understand? But those days, you're you are confident that come what may, a draw you'll get, but not a defeat. Yep. You know, 100%. so, but that's it. We have the best of the best then. But I believe as time goes on, we'll still get there. It's a long road, very long road, bitter one for that matter. Love Arsenal fans has got what attack here and there, or, you know, what have you. But one thing we kept going is we 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 always within the first ten, and sometimes first uh, seven, first eight. But fall from back Greece. then it was it was it was a done deal. So um, one of the most memorable victories from that invincible season was the 4-2 against Liverpool, the mm-hmm. Thierry Henry hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Do you remember exactly where you were, every single thing about that game? And also, Arsenal clinched the title in White Hart Lane. Yeah. Did you see Tottenham as relevant at that point in time to be like, we won the league in your stadium as a bragging writer? It was just, we won the league now, let's go for the unbeaten season. Hmm. Tottenham, who was Tottenham there? <laughs> Never had that name there. <laughs> now it's the truth. Who was Tottenham then? Yeah. Tottenham was never existed where the invisible was. Yeah. Tottenham was not, it was like saying who was even Liverpool then. So the Thierry Henry hat trick wasn't that much of a big deal for you because you were like, we're winning this game. With we're... Tottenham, hands down. I'm talking about the Liverpool games. Sorry, Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, for, with Liverpool, hands down. Because they didn't have the team then. Liverpool in the last couple of seasons just started having, okay, one of the best teams in the world. And even at that, like I said, uh, which was season was it? Was it uh, 19, 2019, 20 when uh, Wolves beat them 3-0 at home? Was it Wolves? It was Watford. Watford. Sorry, Watford. Yeah. Watford beat them 3-0 at home. Yeah. So what are we talking about? I mean, you can't So you still the... stand by your 
point of view that the Invincible team is the best team in the history of the Premier League? To, I mean, for years to come. Okay. I don't see any, any team breaking that. And, um, and we always make reference and brag about it. <laughs> they don't wig all the Premier Leagues in this world. What we tell is, go unbeaten in one season, then we'll duff our hearts for you. Okay. And then in, you know, 2004, the same Invincible season, you obviously had hopes of winning the Champions League as well. Yeah. But then yeah, Wayne Bridge yeah. at Stamford Bridge. Talk to uh, me about that moment. Uh, I think I cried that day. <laughs> Because it was more like it was our year. We're having it all, you know. Just it was like it was like an early uh, Christmas gift for us. Champions League. Ch I don't early Christmas gift. Christmas gift was like Santa brought Christmas to us <laughs> early in the year. But like they say, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. But it wasn't what was um, supposed to happen to um, the invisible at that period. Yeah. And um, what is probably my first footballing memory also, alongside Peter Crouch scoring a hat-trick against Arsenal yeah. was the 2006 Champions League final. But before we get to the defeat, you were an Arsenal fan when Arsenal rocked up to the Bernabeu and Thierry Henry yeah. stole the show. Yep. Talk to me about that performance. Yep. At the Bernabeu, it was... It was uh, those were games like, you know... Um, you put in the eye, guys, you always want to watch, but towards the end, when you see the defeat, it's always like, God, what happened? How did this happen? Mm. We had the game all wrapped up. It was more like, you know, dismantling Barcelona. No, but I was focusing on the semi-final against Real Madrid. Now, oh, the semi-final. The final. Oh, that was a piece of cake. Real Madrid was <laughs> yeah. nowhere then. No, come on. But they, they had the Galacticos. They had David Beckham. They had all those star players. We had Henry. That's true. We had that, That's all you need to know. We had, we, had, we had the crop. And so beating Real Madrid hands down was nothing to us. And um, at the time, were you infuriated that for any reason at all that Thierry Henry never won the Ballon d'Or? You see, at that time, up to now, I think a lot of people just hate us now. I agree. A lot I of agree. people just hate us now. I they agree, don't want to. Uh, they don't want. Um, you know, they feel as if we're. Um, how will I put it? The Arsenal one team just came out from nowhere. I want to dominate the world. Because for me, the season when Pavel Nedved won it, that yeah. Thierry Henry had about mm -hmm. 20 goals, 20 assists. Absolutely, absolutely. Should have won it. You should have won it. But the Ballon d'Or, I mean, too late, I know it's just a political thing. I mean, look at the one that happened recently, for crying out loud. Thank you, thank you. What has, what's it called again? Messi? <laughs> what has, what, I mean, what does it, what, what, what are you going to attribute that he did? Last year. That made him win the Ballon d'Or. So you believe Lewandowski should have won it? Hands down. Okay. It was more like if it was a Nigerian, I would just say they've gone to settle them at home. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I 100% agree. So 2006 Champions League final, I know you were talking about it. Before we get into what happened later on, the Jens Lehmann red card. Mm. How did you feel at that moment in time? Did he deserve the red card? I think the goal should have stood and we should have just played on and he, should, he shouldn't have gotten the red card. Well, like I said, when it comes to Arsenal, a lot of things happen. You watch, I mean, a typical example was, I've uh, forgotten the game they played recently. He was so sure, 
Saka was with the ball and the guy kicked Saka. Crystal Palace. And it wasn't a red card. Yeah. Nothing. So with us now, you get to see a lot of things. And, um, you know, that particular game, I realized that it was they wanted Barcelona to win, not Arsenal. Okay. They felt Arsenal were just coming from nowhere to come and win Champions League. So despite the red card, we still go ahead. And Funzo, who is a Miami fan right now, I'm going to expose him. Growing up, he was an Arsenal fan. He supported yeah. Arsenal all his life up until just about four, four or five years ago. Yeah, people like that don't have the heart. <laughs> they don't have the balls. They, they move from the hard team to the lesser team. So talk and to me it's about causing the... them heart pains now. With the so-called, what's his name again? Ronaldo, wastage of money, coming in to do uh, nonsense, you know? I mean, for me, if, if I, I keep telling anybody, mind you, you just created um, a confusion in your team. Mr. Greenwood, like I had wants to leave. I don't think that's. I don't think there's any reality to that. Well, they're saying it, but if he leaves, yes, because you, he won't have much time to play. Ronaldo is for now. Yes. Most of the coaches are even scared of talking to Ronaldo. It was Fergie now. Yes, Fergie can tell him to go to places. Is it uh, uh, Ole, or is it the one that was <laughs> named Rajnik or was named that is there? <laughs> they can't talk to this guy. Okay. So that's why I'm saying that you know, for us now. We don't care who you are. Just come and show us what it is. So about the Champions League final, when Saul Campbell scored, was there a hint of belief that, oh my goodness, I'm about to witness my beloved Arsenal win the first ever Champions League trophy? Right from the kickoff. Okay. Right from That's why when that goal was denied for us to win and then Barcelona came up to score, Samoleto. it was more like a heartbreak. Right. And were you but upset? from the whistle, it was, you know, like I said, those days where Arsenal playing, you get your popcorn and your drink, and you're like, you're in a movie, cinema, you know, cinema, and then you're like, okay, oh, wow, wow. Were you upset a... with Thierry Henry for missing some of the chances he did that night? Because I remember, I, I, it was one of my first footballing memories, and I, I always said to myself at the time, oh, Henry is no good, how can he miss such chances? No, but obviously, no. I didn't know anything about football yeah. at the time. yeah. So did you just think it was the moment or you just gave him a pass because you feel like Arsenal were robbed in terms of the refereeing of that game? You just nailed it in the head. Okay. They were robbed. Because a lot of good players miss chances. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can't be a good player and not miss chances. A lot. Name them. Penalties. You wonder. You want to scream your head. And lately with a captain <laughs> right in front of the goal. Last two, three games missing it. It was a serious cost. That happened to be the turning point of the fate, or should I say destinies of Arsenal Football Club because yeah. a couple of seasons after Thierry yeah. Henry left, yeah. did you... I remember that as well. I remember I insulted him. I was like, oh, why would he leave? But what was your reaction? Were you expecting it to happen just because you felt like that Champions League trophy that he so dearly wanted were no longer able to give it to him? Uh you know, just like uh, we say every day, I wasn't expecting it, but when it did happen, I felt bad. And I'm sorry, I was among the people like that I said, I hope he breaks a leg when he gets <laughs> to Barcelona. <laughs> I still remember my friend telling me that, why is that when they leave, all he says is they break a leg? And I said, well, they should go break a leg. That Why should they leave a good team to go to a bad team? Because I knew in Barcelona it was going to be like a super sub. It was going to be a super sub, which was what eventually happened until he now retired. And good names like that, 
Pirey, I mean, um, what's his name? Um, um, the the guy that went to mind you. Um, one of um, how do I forget it? Van Persie. Van Persie. Yeah. See what happened to him, just like that. Uh, Alex Sanchez. Yeah. See what happened to him. So, but for Tiani Hurry, it was more like he was forgiving. Yeah. He was forgiving sincerely because he did a lot for us then. But I think any time it's just you know you just can't believe one of the reasons you're still an Arsenal well, fan. Well, for you to know that he loves Arsenal after so many years, he came back to Arsenal. Yeah, scored that goal against Leeds. Yeah. So, um, so how did it? Because obviously these were my times. These were these are the times where I started supporting Arsenal, and one of my other first memories was the San Siro when Fabregas scored that goal in 2008 to take us to the quarterfinals, semifinals of the Champions League. And did you think that season before we faced Man United and obviously Ronaldo did what he did against us, did you think that was our season? Also I, in the Premier League as well, because sorry to cut you off. For me, every season is our season okay. until when we were defeated. Okay. And how did you feel when the incident in 2008 as well, Arsenal are cruising to the Premier League and the whole William Gallas incident happens. He sits down in the middle of pitch after the draw against Birmingham. Eduardo had just broken his, gotten his ankle broken. broken yeah. And um, he ends up getting stripped of captaincy. We fall away and we end up finishing, I think it was third. Yeah. But do you feel like that was our best shot at winning the Premier League in the past 10, 15 years? No. That wasn't it. What would you say it was? That was more like, okay, um, we had one of the best, not the best team to yeah. deliver. Yeah. And we also had what we call luck on our side. Okay. And then the um, eventuality happened. And then when it happened, it was more like, okay. You know, all these things happen in clubs. is the ability to manage it that matters. But I guess we didn't manage it well. Maybe due to ego or what have you, but... So how did the nine-year trophy drought affect you? Oh, it's still affecting me up till now. <laughs> because I can't imagine us going nine years without any trophy and then... Did you ever consider leaving Arsenal at that point? No, but it was more like what the other stupid shell shit and um, <laughs> mind you people were always saying, you know. You need to see what they, they, they talk about and, you know, when you look at it as well, what helped the likes of Liverpool mind you to say, especially shell shit, was someone who brought in money. I agree. Roman Abramovich. Arsenal was making the money. Yeah. Arsenal needed nobody to come put in money. We're, Arsenal was more business-like. Okay, we have a football team. Yes, we want to make money. But the eggheads that didn't know the uh, fans also needed the trophy. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. at the end of the day, it was more like, what the management didn't feed more for them, which Wenger delivered. Money, money, money. Top four. Top four. Top four. No top four. They felt top four should compensate to the fans and while they make their money. I agree. But from top four now, we slip further down. So mm. it's, it's crazy. It's football politics, like they say. But trust me, Arsenal is going to bounce back. Okay. And um, in 2014, we finally... This is one of my best memories as an Arsenal fan. When we... Won the FA Cup against Hull City. Yep. Uh, just how did you feel just having those nine years of not seeing your team lift the trophy? How did the whole relief come about? Like, I think we asked me, was the one against Shell Sheet that was sweet? 
Oh, the one in 2017. 2017. Okay. That was much more better than the one. Because they had just won the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. And it was more like, oh, they're going to make a mincemeat of us now. Yeah. But our boys came out smoking, double blazing guns. That was a, that was a great performance. Yeah. That was a great and then, performance. I still know, remember that. We they watched beat the game Chelsea together. hands down and they won the trophy. Yeah. That to me was a sweet one. Even though the likes of the small devils, they call themselves, they, read them. they were saying, oh, is that his trophy they should be happy about? But I remember when they won the trophy, they were running around the whole uh, Trafford, jubilating. I agree. So it's um, sometimes they smoke this shishi and the shishi <laughs> affects their head. I mean, shisha affects their head. Um, okay, so obviously Arsenal end up winning the FA Cup 2014-2015. And then in 2016, we signed Peter Cech. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the first times in my life I've ever seen teams, like analysts, pan, um, peep, um, pundits, actually selecting Arsenal to win the Premier League. And I'm thinking to myself, we have a shot at winning Premier League here. And I remember the first game of the season against West Ham, you went to the Emirates for that game. Yeah. And unfortunately, they lost to nil. Yeah. How was that experience? Oh, my God. That was when I knew Czech was a, a, a big robbery. Well, but he did win the Golden, Golden Glove that season. Yeah, he did, but it was still a robbery. And... Trust me, I keep saying it that if you play, any player who bought from Shell Sheet was always a big disappointment. William. Every one of them. It was more like, ah, oh boy, uh, is a retirement package here. Just come over here. Yep, and I they agree. whisper to themselves. Check, William, William. It's Dallas, always a disaster with Chelsea when you take uh, players from um, Shell Sheet. But so, for me, I felt like that 2016 season was our one and only shot at winning the Premier League for the next five to ten years. No, I disagree. Why? Because we still had a porous defense. I, I, I think our defense was really porous. I, I, and I, we checked there it wasn't it wasn't good enough. Check yeah. was check was more like I keep saying it, the easiest way to beat Czech is play low ball. Yeah, but for me, the thing is, we kept, I think, 16 clean sheets that season and he won the golden gloves. So it wasn't that my our main problem came in attack. Our attack wasn't potent enough. And over the summer, Arsenal were linked with striker upon striker upon striker, and we only signed Peter Cech. And I feel like at the end of the day, that is the reason Leicester City have the Premier League and not Arsenal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Peter Cech was just a robbery. We didn't need uh, Peter Cech. So you Cech. feel like we should have spent whatever it was on, on the striker? strikers. Okay. Because we knew our defense was porous. We knew it was porous, but we could manage it. But you see, it was just like... Barcelona in those days. Barcelona defense is not that serious, but they had serious attacking um, uh, players that their belief is you score three, we score four. You score five, we score six. Okay. And um, obviously, after everything that happened, you just talked about us winning the FA Cup in 2017. Wenger then leaves in 2018. Mm. Was it more of, did you feel like he left at the right time or he had stayed too long? Where he was no longer a hero and he was a villain in your sights. Number one, the fans threw at Wanga. You didn't think he should have gone? He should have probably left earlier. But since we held on to him, he should have probably... I mean, look at it. Statistically, if you look at it, ever since he left and other people took over, nobody has been able to meet up with the record that he has. No one. He had the invisible record. No one. No coach. And... I tell you, it's going to be difficult. Ateta, for me, is still learning. He's still learning and he's still trying to bring the A games. But the A game is not yet there. Yeah. 
So I only hope we can still be within the um, top four. But winning the Premiership, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Okay. But Wenger um, was pushed out by the fans. Wenger could be at them at some time because at the time he wasn't buying good players. We wanted players. Yeah, to be fair, and he wasn't backed by the board. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The board also is one of that. I, I think they need to take over the board. Because they, what, what pissed me off is you're reading the papers. Oh, they mentioned top strikers. And you're like, oh my God, this one is coming. And then the season comes, nothing. Like and Louis then before Suarez. you know, they go to bring a C-rated player. Yep. And, and you're like... Yeah, yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> where are all these people that you were mentioning before? How come this is happening? And then before you know it, first, um, first, uh, first games, first six games, you have three defeats. And you're like, oh my God, here we go again. Okay. So, Uda Emery's Arsenal. I tell every single person I know. First of all, I was in the Emirates for that Crystal Palace 3-2 loss. That is the worst performance I've seen. Second worst performance I've seen from an Arsenal side. And Unai was responsible for that because he played Mavropanos, played um, Lichsteiner, just a bunch of players who eventually cost us top four. But I always tell people the worst day of my life was 28th of May 2019, the Europa League final. Yeah. Did you go into that game thinking... We most definitely have this because I did. I thought Chelsea had qualified for the Champions League. This is our only shot at going back to where we want to be. And you know, so did you have that same feeling? And what were your reactions after the game? You know, at that game, it was so. Sh I had two things going for us. Look, we need to show in Emery that yeah, piece of shit. Sorry to use that word. Then secondly... No, no, not the Villarreal one. I'm talking about the Chelsea Europa League final. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no. Okay. Sorry. I was talking about the yeah. uh, Villarreal one. At that particular match, it was glaring that we we're going to lose. You did? You yeah. thought so? Yeah. Oh. It was glaring that we we're going to lose. It was glaring because there was no bite. For me, I And thought... then to find out that one of our own... Um, was called? Juru scored. Yeah. It was so painful. And it's even more annoying because he is the reason we didn't win the Premier League in 2016. Exactly. When he went on that God-forsaken gold route. That's it. So now he came back to haunt us. So from the blast of the whistle, I think Chelsea came out smoking. And our boys didn't have any response. And for me, that, that, just, that just exemplarizes Arsenal after the departure of Wenger. Yeah. Under Wenger, they were toothless. But now it's even worse because that game was all about Arsenal. We should have won that game. And Kalazinac, Koscielny, Torreira, Socrates, Czech, they all just made Lendals. Some of the... Aubameyang disappeared. Like some of the worst performances I've seen from professional footballers in a final game. And that's what cost us the problem our return with to the Champions player is that sometimes they're like old men on the field. Like Socrates. They lack, they lack the enthusiasm, they lack the power, they lack that composure, and they just feel as if, okay, they are playing warm-up matches. I don't think they were built for that situation. No, they were, but the point was that, and it happens. Sometimes you see them this week, they're smoking hot. You're like, finally they're here. The following week, you see them and you wonder. It's a mentality Is it the same thing? thing? Exactly. Is it the same thing that I played last week? It's a mentality so thing. So until when this is gotten rid of, trust me, the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes of any game tells me if Arsenal is ready or not. That's, that, that is the current state of Arsenal Football Club. Yeah. I agree. There are games when 
I just if Arsenal is not winning the ball back, and the fr- it's two things. If they are not winning every second ball, you don't see them going into. That's you don't it. see them aggressive enough That's in the first it. fifteen minutes. That's it. I fear they're going to lose. Yeah. And if they score first and they are not still doing the exact same thing, that's it. Those are the two situations I know. Arsenal that's are not it. going to win this yeah. game. Yeah. And for the Europa League final, that is exactly what it was. Chelsea won every single thing. Every they single didn't have. Ball. They didn't need to do it. Yeah. But they, and Arsenal needed to do it. But Chelsea came and just. Because Chelsea has already qualified for Champions exactly. League. And this was our own chance. And then Chelsea now took it. And it was exactly. like, oh my God. But the most painful one was against the Villarreal, I must tell you. I, 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 it was against Villarreal. I, I watched we the game. We had every, every opportunity to nail Unai to the cross. Yep. But Unai came and then battered I, us. I'm telling you, I watched the game with uh, my friends in university. And I have never been more upset about an Arsenal result in my entire life. Yeah. For me, the whole second leg performance was shambolic. It was disgusting. Every single senior player should be ashamed of themselves. I was done with Arteta at that point in time. That was the game that made me an Arteta out, even though I'm on the fence as of right now. All, it, it just was not... It just that epitomized where Arsenal is right Arteta. now. It was about the players. I think he lost us the first leg with that formation. Yes, he lo- but the second leg, he decided to make up for it. And then the players didn't step up. That is it. And that's the reason Lack Arsenal in this situation. There. Lack lost your posture. There was no aggressiveness. There no was chances. Nothing. They were only, not for nothing. Only person I could see trying was Smith Rowe. Smithrow has always been like that, but what can the guy do? He's even, just 19. Even Saka that I expected that would turn around some things, I don't know what happened that but day. But for me, the thing is, is, it's a bit unfair to put the blame on them too because Smithrow, Saka is my age mate. Smithrow yeah, sure. is a year older than me. Sure. I feel like, I say this every single big game, Arsenal senior players should be embarrassed of themselves because the likes of Aubameyang, Thomas Partey, Hector Bellerin at the time... Granny Jaka, yeah. they all sat back and were waiting for these youngsters to step up and take control of the team when, in truth, we needed them to be the major character and voices of the team at that point in time. It's like when Henri was in Arsenal, you would yeah. not expect Fabregas yeah. to get to take the game no. at the scruff of the no. neck. You would no. expect it from Thierry Henry. No. No. And the Arsenal players right now are still not doing it. At that point in time, or so to say, they all have heavy legs. They're all old men. I feel like that's a, it's just an excuse for the, them. Yeah, but, but the point is that, you know, the, the so-called board and the coach... Should know the A game guys. For example, I mean, with all the noise about Folarin, Folarin, Folarin played the last Carabao call and I didn't see anything from him. I think he should go on loan. Exactly. That's what the coach should do. Don't try to paint it. We didn't pay anything. And for crying out loud, let Uba go. His time is up. I agree. Let's let Uba go. His time is over. No. Like I said, still okay. If he wants to, but if he wants to go, let him go. So you think. Were you okay with Aubameyang being stripped of the captaincy? Yeah, I was. Did you think it was I deserved? mean, the last three, four games, he went way, way down. Way, on those, I mean, the, 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 the one that really comes to mind is the game against Everton. The last minute pass to him. And that he was just scuffs it wide, yep. I that agree. was a goal. There was no two ways. I agree. And then he cost us that. I agree. And you want him to be the captain. Knowing that before that, was it the game against Lead or who? Just the first five minutes, he was in front of the post. And he played the ball over the Newcastle. bar. Newcastle. He played, he played it into the, the bar. Right, right in front of the, in the, the goal. Yeah, I agree. I feel like he, 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 
the thing about him is he was never captain material, but he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah. So he yeah. led by example. Because he was always scoring, by the way. That so was now that he's declined to a large extent, it's just extremely frustrating to watch him alone. And when you watch him, you now think, oh, he's Arsenal captain. That's what made it worse. Yeah. So For me, I must tell you the truth, that um, we're still... Um, we're still a process in the making. Yep, I agree. Asna is not yet fully there. Yep. I can't wake up and say, yes, today Asna is going to win. Just like I told you in the days of yeah. popcorn, drink, taking your drink. Right now, it's always your heart in your mouth. But we're getting there gradually. We have some good, good player. Extreme. I mean, when I watch Smith Rowe comes in and score a goal, like, Yeah, I, lo I love Smith. His mother is my I favorite. I want Arsenal Saka player. and then he mesmerized people. Even lately, the game against... Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the Carabio uh, Cup against... Uh, Inketia. No, Inketia. Um, Pepe. I'm done with Nicolas Pepe. I'm <laughs> done, done. I'm no, done no, 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 no. But I know, but you know, that game was like... He, he created most of the chances for Inketia. Yes, but it's against Sunderland. I need to see uh, him yeah, game consistently. Yeah, you can say against Sunderland, but then... It is what it is. Good props to him for stepping up when his yeah, number was yeah. called. But I, but I know he's finished, I'm but still you know, not he did his best. Even, trust me, Inketia, I still don't... Yeah. appreciates his game he has I, improved I he's way better than Arsenal fans think yeah. but I, I don't think he, he, those, he's not good enough those passes he got from um, Pepe they were like what any good for me, for me he just could, could convert he, he has the Pujas instinct for a team like Brighton or something I don't think he's Arsenal level at this Thank point you. in time now you're talking now you're talking that's more like it so that's the thing about this whole uh, process but until when you know I want to see them rise up today you know, the likes of the Liverpool, you know, I look at Shell Sheet, even though I call him Shell Sheet, he has 11, but he has yep. another 11 on the bench that could come in and create Man City. I mean, Man City, you know. So who do you so, think should be Arsenal's new captain? Right now? <laughs> out of all those lots, one person I've given it to that commands it, Gabriel. I agree. I, 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 Gabriel was my first pick. Gabriel. But I felt like the language barrier might have affected him because he doesn't speak English. And that person coming up, even though he's, he's uh, Ramsdale. He's very vocal. Ramsdale commands on the field. He's very vocal. Very I vocal. So you don't, you don't think Tierney, you don't think... Um, nah, Tierney now. Okay. Tierney doesn't command it. So Ramsdale and Ramsdale, Gabriel. Gabriel and... Uh, uh, There's been some talk about Ben White. Do you think Ben White should do No, Ben White made some stupid mistakes sometimes. <laughs> it's also with Tavares. Tavares makes stupid mistakes sometimes. Yeah, he's sometimes. very chaotic. Tavares Lokonga is very makes chaotic. stupid mistakes sometimes. No, I like Lokonga. I feel like... No, no, he's, no, no. He's, no he, he I feel like he comes mistakes. with his position. No, 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 no. no. Not like... That. I mean, Shaka plays in that position, but we know Shaka is just um, a red card person <laughs> in that position. You understand? So you can't easily get the ball from him. But for Lokonga, yes. But for me... The guys who I really feel will be... Gabriel and Ramsdale. Gabriel and Ramsdale. Okay. And um, obviously, like you said, the nucleus of this team is very young. We're not looking to compete yeah. for the Premier League now. Yeah. We're building a team for the future. So Absolutely. Who would you say are your top three Arsenal players as of now? Saka, number one. Smithrow, number two. And then my third person... Uh, Odegaard. Okay. Okay. Do you like um, Tomiyasu? Tomiyasu is good. Very good. But for, placing him side by side, Odegaard, I'll pick Odegaard. Yeah, but the thing is, Tommy, with Tomiyasu for me, it's 
he's he, he doesn't do anything fancy, so he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's like a James Milner comes in, does his job, it of t- it over yeah, ten every week. Some, there was a particular game he played, and from his flank they kept on coming. It was Brighton. Think, was it Brighton or West Ham? No, West Ham we dominated them. It was Brighton. I didn't, but it was from his flank every yeah, time. I, and I, I was wondering yeah, why but he had a bad game, but for me, Tobias is one of our best players as well. Maybe I'll put him in the fourth place. Okay. But for me, Saka, Smitro, Odegaard. Odegaard. Okay. And um, moving away from Arsenal a little bit, what team do you hate the most and why do you hate them the most? Yeah. <laughs> okay, the team I hate most, Man U number one. <laughs> he has a list. <laughs> he has a list. Man U number one. I agree. I hate Man United more than anything in this world. I hate them so much. Then, um, you said the first three, right? Or yeah, your top three. Man U number one. Then closely followed by Tottenham. Okay. Okay. And then Chelsea, of course. Uh, I might say I hate them, but not as in hate, hate. Okay. Chelsea, not in the boat. Uh, the third team, um, hmm. third team, West Ham. <laughs> West Ham, yeah. West Ham. West Ham. oh, West Ham. is it because of that experience in 2015? Yeah, <laughs> West Ham, yeah, yeah, West Ham. Okay, yeah. and um, you know, last but not least, because like you said, you grew up watching Arsenal and all that, mm-hmm. so I want to know your top five Arsenal players of all time. Of all time, ooh, Terry Harry, um, uh, Harry, Harry, number one, like in. Oh, numerical right. order. Thierry Harry number one. Um, yeah, I would go for Van Persie number two. Okay. I'll That's go, very bold. Most Arsenal fans would not agree. No, I'll go Van Persie was good. Yeah, he was, very, but just because of how he ended. Well, it's not his fault. Why would the coach accept to sell him to Man U, for instance? I mean, the little boy's voice in his head was screaming Man United. I will uh, never forgive Van Persie. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, I won't. I mean, uh, it's one of those things. And at the end of the day, like I said, where is he? He never really made it after mm. he left us. Nah, I mean, he won the Premier League, but aside that, that, his career went downhill. Now, yeah. Henry, Van Persie, then Fabregas. Okay. Top five. Top five. Fabregas. And um, at the fourth position... Might be funny. Oh, no, no, sorry. I want to remove Fabrica. I want to put Vieira. Okay, okay. Vieira is my number three. So, Vieira, your number three. Fabrica, your number four? No. Okay. Saka, my number four. Oh, wow. You, you have high expectations yeah. for him. Okay. Saka, my number four. And then my number five, I give it to Smith Rowe. <sighs> but he likes the young stars. Ahead of Fabrica. So, you don't like Fa- what of Fabrica's, Arshavin, nah, nah, Walcott? Nah, nah, nah. I give it to Smith Rowe as my number five. Okay. He's a big fan of Hill and, you know, Hill and constantly producing. Yeah, yeah. I but give it to him. Thank you for coming on that. It's been a pleasure having you on. I'm sure the people have been excited to hear your story. As an Arsenal fan growing up in Nigeria, what drew you to the team? I've been excited to hear it as well. Yeah. Um, if you guys want more of my dad on the podcast, please just <laughs> let us know in the comments or something. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Leave us a rating on all podcast streaming platforms. This will probably go up on YouTube as well. So thank you for your time and Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. We out. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. And then Merry Christmas to you all.